welcome to this episode of Wine on Wednesday. I'm here again with Patty Walton, Joe Geiger, Rosie Brophy, and Maria Elena Solis. And today we're going to talk a little bit about hats. So the topic today is the many hats a manager wears. So first, before we get into the topic, I wanted to welcome our, our hosts, our panelists back. Uh, how are you all doing? Everybody enjoying the early part of the summer so far? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's been busy, busy. Vacation. Long weekend. End of inspection. Drinking, drinking heavily. <laughs> and, and not just on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very good. So our topic today is, uh, as I mentioned uh, at the onset, uh, the many hats a manager wears. So it seems like a manager's job changes from moment to moment that there's always something new going on. There's something new that you have to do. Um, I can't imagine that any one day is exactly the same as the previous day. Um, And part of that is uh, just because there's so much that involved in what you do um, and so many different hats that you have to wear. Um, So let's start with your favorite hat to wear. What what is each of your favorite, uh, favorite part of your job? What hat do you like to put on the most? Okay. My favorite hat is project manager. He loves to get things done to enhance the property value. I love working with contractors, even more so if they are educated in the industry. And uh, just seeing the face of the people when the projects are done is very gratifying. Okay, so Maria Elena, um, there's no literal project manager hat, but if there were, what would it be? Would, would it be a construction helmet? Yes. There you go. Okay. Hard hat. And, and, and what color would your construction helmet be? White. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> White. All right. you, can, you can see all the tomato stains okay. that I will be receiving. Hopefully not. <laughs> And what about any of the uh, any of the rest of you? What what are your favorite uh, manager hats to wear? Okay, I'll go. This is Rosie. My absolute favorite hat will be a bean counter. I love anything that has to do with financials. So my hat that I'm showing is of an accountant with my calculator. I love doing budgets. I love keeping track and making sure that um, when expenses are running over, that the board is fully aware of it. So we can either restate a budget or cut down on something else that was scheduled but not important. Uh, So we don't have to do special assessments that none of the owners like. Um, Also keeping track of reserve studies and how that feeds into the budget and when we're doing them and how we're doing them. I just love everything financial. I have to be honest, Rosie, I would not have pegged you as a math nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a little bit surprised, but I think that's great. If if I need any help with my math, I can give you a call then, I hope. Absolutely. Excellent. Important points of being uh, on the financial end, and is that I really don't get to then talk to the rest of it. I, you know, <laughs> like deal with the board, work with them. Um, you know, they normally always get the point of saving and not overspending. So it, I, I love it. I, it's a function of um, my job that I really, really like. Math was definitely the one area in school that I struggled the most. Uh, <laughs> I had a tutor uh, when I was in high school. I had a math tutor who was a former nun. 
she 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 stopped being a nun and and ended up getting married and having kids and being a teacher <laughs> and and she was my math tutor and I learned nothing even with her help um you know but but like most like most nuns she gave me that look and I got scared and I still learned nothing um but you know but it's such a critical component of of being a manager so um I, I think it's great that we have somebody who likes wearing a an accountant hat I think that's terrific uh, all right, Jill and Patty, you're on the spot. Who wants to go next? So my favorite hat is a social director. It's not the most important hat, but my favorite hat is a social director. Um, I've really uh, been like, have so much fun with all of the social functions at Morgandale. I never had that in my other, when I was a portfolio and I worked at the other company, but this community has a lot of social functions. So I love themes. And I go all out with the themes and I get the board members to dress up and I get people to dress up and they'll do anything for me. But um, we have a lot of games and I love crafts. So I like to do that and I love music and all that kind of stuff. So I guess if I had to start my career over again, that'd probably be something that I would like to do, but never thought that that was a real job. But that's my favorite hat. You could do it on a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, you could do a cruise ship. You could go up to the Poconos and be a recreation director. Yeah, there we uh, go. Not, not that I'm trying to take you away from associate. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or, or from Morgandale, they would they would kill me. They would hunt me yeah, down. Yeah, they would. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so so we've got a construction helmet for Maria Lena. We've got an accountant's visor for Rosie. What would the social director's hat be? What, what, would, um, what would we uh, put on your head? Uh, well, what I would put on my head is it changes year to year. This year, next year is going to be Mickey Mouse. So I'm going to have Mickey Mouse ears. And okay. that we did. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, Wilma from the Flintstones. <laughs> and, um, you know, just every year. So, but in general, would the social director happy? I don't, you know. Something with a flower in it. Yeah. Like a bow, like a no, but I, I think I think you're right. Kind of it would change all the time for sure. This disco 70s themes. We did uh, pirates theme. That was my favorite. So I, I think as as our regular listeners who have who've been to some of our CAI events know, I tend to get dressed up in a costume for the trade show uh -huh. every year. That's why I always and, want uh, Patty to. Yeah, right. you know, I, I haven't I haven't always done it. It's only been since we went back to King of Prussia um, to, to the Valley Forge Casino and I wore the Ben Franklin costume. Um, but it's become such a popular part of it that, you know, every year people want to know what idiot I'm going to look like uh, for the show. Um, so so I'm with you, Joe. I, I think that's one of the more fun hats to it put is. on. Uh, I certainly enjoy that as well. All right, Patty, you're up. I know, I know. This is terrible. I, I, I think I like my job because I wear so many hats and I have like adult ADD. So I don't like to keep one hat on too often. I'm constantly changing my hat every day. And I think that that's what I like the most. Um, I like um, being um, a mediator and, you know, talking like a psychologist kind of a therapist thing. Um, you know, and settling people down when they're just so upset about their lawn or, you know, I kind of can pull out of them what really is going on. And I, I do like doing that. Um, I like kind of like legal stuff where, you know, I can talk to the board, um, knowing some of what's going on in um, you know, the uh, legal world and after talking with um, the association attorneys. Um, 
And I came in with um, a beret because one of the things that has changed so much recently is that we've been having such diverse communities. And um, that is a hat that when I first started, I, I wasn't wearing, you know, and now um, we, we have to adjust our rules for different holidays. Um, you know, you can't tell people that are celebrating a holiday in the middle of January that their lights have to come down at the end of December or, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's just a lot of variations um, and, and, and um, trying to get used to different uh, dialogues and ways of speaking and, and the names. And, you know, so that's been uh, a challenge and a new hat, but um, I've not been having to, to say that. Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. On your letter, it could be Mr. and Mr. Right. <laughs> right. It, or Mrs. And Mrs. It, yeah, there's just been Love a lot him. of diversity. So that's been different. So, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, I really truly like the variety of it. And that's why I like my job because there are so many different uh, hats. Are, are any of you surprised that Patty is the fashionista of the group? Is constantly, <laughs> constantly changing her hat? I have a beautiful little purple beret. <laughs> I know. I love her hand-me-downs. Um, <laughs> All right. So, so we've, gone over, we've gone over your favorite hat to wear, but what would you say is the most important hat that you have to wear? Um, you know, maybe not every day, but, but there comes a time that you've got to put that hat on, and you know it's the, it's the important one. Probably the enforcer. I mean, that that is difficult, you know, and that is definitely a hat that we wear, um, like you know, like a police hat. Yeah, I mean, just like to enforce the rules, um, you know, during the inspection time right now when people are not happy with what you're giving them, there are violations and, you know, you have to enforce it. Um, I'm, I've been having situations right now with a pool that I manage where we're not allowing guests and People are really bucking the system, and I'm having to enforce that. Um, and I don't, I don't really like that. I don't, I don't like having to do that. Yeah. Uh, the one hat that I would think I really dislike in our jobs would be the one where there's a problem. The board expects you to coordinate that service, and the contractor is not responding. So when you are in a bind trying to get somebody to property or when there's an emergency and you just need that whatever problem it is uh, taken care of and just you know you're like calling everybody and trying to get somebody to help you that's a difficult hat to wear sometimes because of the pressure that comes surrounding the original problem yeah I like um, I think that the most important hat that I wear is um, the communicator like mm. the author the writer the announcer, that's a great idea. the yeah. communicator, that's a great because idea. when you're at a board meeting, you have to, you have to be articulate. And as a shy girl growing up and having a little bit of a stutter, that was a tough thing for me. And so as years go on, um, I really understood how important that would be for my job and how I really needed to, you know, improve that, you know, speaking properly at a board meeting writing properly, having people edit your things, um, just all the communication that you need to give right. out to people. Yeah, definitely um, very important. Yep. Yeah, I think that is the most important hat that I would have to wear. And interesting that you're a member of uh, CAI's Communications and Content Committee. I and know, have I, forced for a couple years. Yeah. I forced uh, myself into it. I forced myself into it. 
But I think it's funny, Joe. I don't know that there's anybody in CAI who knows you that would describe you as shy. I said growing up. You've come a long way, baby. I don't I think have. anybody would, would believe that you, were, that you were a shy introvert at one point. I was. Yep, I definitely was. Yep. And Maria Leda, what do you think? What's the most important hat to wear as a manager? I think that the most important hat is mediator. We are always in the middle of the sandwich. We're between the residents and the homeowners. We're between, I mean, the residents and the board, between the contractors and the board. So we always have to find a happy medium for everybody. And I really think that the only way that we can go to a happy place. Now, the least favorite hat that I have to wear <laughs> is like Patty said, the enforcer. I am known to be the bitch with the board. The witch with the hat. The witch with the hat nowadays. <laughs> uh, but I really, really dislike it. We, honestly, we're not here to piss off people, you know? Right. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Rosie <laughs> likes it. She's gonna tell you, she yeah. likes that. Yeah. You, you might not be really. Right. Right. She probably loves to enforce. We'll give everything over to you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 mess with her. <laughs> it's to protect the, the property values, to have consistency, and well, maybe to piss off some people. I think that when you jump, I'm gonna interrupt you, I'm sorry, before Rosie goes on, is that. It gives me the opportunity when I, because I have to send this time of, you know, like 30, 40 letters a week. That's how many you're sending now a week. Um, to when they call to, to say that to them. I hate doing this. I, I don't want to send right. letters. It's not something right. I'd like to do. Right. But if you keep on leaving your stuff out and this one, and, and I try to explain to them, you know, why we have to do this, um, then, they, then they get it. Mm -hmm. But it is, it is not a fun thing to do. So I think it's interesting that each of you named a different hat as the most important one. And it turns out that you're all right, because depending on the, the situation, any one of those hats could be the necessary and most important hat at that time. So I think it's, uh, it's interesting to hear each of your points of view and perspective on that. Um, let's move on a little bit to um, at board meetings. How many, I, I would imagine that at a board meeting, you're wearing multiple hats uh, throughout the meeting. You're probably yeah. switching hats constantly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, can, you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're pointing to each other. <laughs> yeah. who, who wants yeah, to go first? Go, go. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm just thinking about a meeting I had on Tuesday night. You know, I started out like being the person that told about delinquencies and, and you know, that enforcer person about inspections and what we've, you know, and then there's a hat you know, there's a yeah, I mean, a collection, yeah, collection agency. And, you know, then the board will come back to you and say, well, what are you doing about this? And you'll say, well, I've done this. And then they'll say, well, we want you to do that. Or, you know, then we move on and I have to talk like I'm a realtor and I put on the realtor hat and talk about resales. And, um, well, what did this one sell for? And, you know, is this one going to be rented? And, you know, bubble, did you get the lease? And, you know, so then you do that. And, um, then, you know, we talked about landscaping and so and we talked about maintenance items. And so then I'm a contractor because I have, to, you know, you have to know about even if you don't know the details, you have to know enough to report back to the board. Um, 
you know, and then you get where a homo, I mean, the board member is not happy with their neighbor who's throwing cigarette butts that used to be a former board member. And now I have to send him a warning <laughs> letter. And, but then I want to like give him a heads up because I really like him and say, you know, this is coming, but I got to do this, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, in one meeting, you could just be juggling eight, nine, 10 hats at once. With your management report, I mean, what you're doing is you're covering everything yep. from the month. So yep. you're covering your financials, you're covering the landscaping, oh, yeah. you're covering the financial, right? You're covering the, the landscaping, you're covering any projects that you're doing, all your capital projects, insurance, mm, yeah. um, and then, you know, violations and work orders. And so you're going down the list and you're talking about proposals from landscapers and the emerald ash borer and you're talking about concrete and spall god we really have to know a lot i know <laughs> it's funny that there's the term uh renaissance man or woman you know and the idea is that the renaissance person knows a little bit about everything and that's truly yeah. what what a community manager is expected to do Absolutely. and if you're going to be successful in this career it's what you have to do but then you have the support of the of the business partners so when it gets really, really tough, the best thing to do is just invite them to the board meeting and they will take all the hits. Yes. <laughs> the best or explain, you know, in detail. Right. right. Better than we Th can. That's what, I meant. that's what I meant. I forgot about the insurance hat. I guess that's nobody's favorite hat, is it? Mm -hmm. No, it's too complicated. <laughs> it's always best to say, it's called the yeah, agent. That's the agent, yeah. Uh, so I, I would imagine that the, the importance of education really comes into play here too. Um, mm. You know, because because you're doing so many different things in your job. Um, so education has got to be an important part of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that, you know, if you're new to the industry, one of the best things you can do is truly enroll and take the CAI classes. Get your CMCA because it, it breaks it down by each subject, which you are absolutely touching on your day to day yep. work life. And, you know, if you have that background and, um, and like Marielena said, working with the business uh, professionals is, is the best ally that you can always bring to your boards. And it's, it's also okay to say, you know, I don't know that, or I'll let me get back to you. I think that's key, actually. Oh, yeah. It brings to make sure Don't pretend human. you know something you don't, because you're only going to get in trouble. And, you know, That's right. do the right research, bring mm -hmm. the right professional, and then get it done. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's good advice, no matter what your career is. If you don't know the answer, say, I don't know the answer, but I will find right. out for you. Right. You know, I will, I will get that information. It may take a day, but look, give me the time to go out and get you the right answer, rather than give you something that, that could be wrong. Uh, so I think that's a great point, Rosie. Yeah, I mean, basically, when you're getting emails through the day, if you think about it, how many times have you gotten an email and then went out to your landscaper or went out to your roofer oh, or went lot. out to yeah. this and went before you answered? Yes. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Right? All the time. Yeah. And no matter how prepared you think you are for a board meeting and how much you spend on your packet, a question always <laughs> comes up that you don't know or that you need to research or you need to ask your assistant about or something. I mean, it's true. Just don't flub your way through it. That, that, that is the beauty of it, that you learn something different every day. Mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent point. So let's talk a little bit about how your career as a manager and uh, being a many hat wearer 
has helped you in your own home or in your own life in your in, in your personal dealings outside of the office? Is that something that you've been able to take those skills mm -hmm. and apply in other parts of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in every angle. And even neighbors calling us and going, yeah. let me see, what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, we have, we're blessed with really cultivating wonderful relationships with some of our vendors and we're able to refer them even outside the scope of a community association. And, and to know that we can rely on them, they're good, they're, you know, thorough, they're professionals. And, um, you know, if the same way that we help our residents, we help our family and we help our friends. So, yes. Sometimes it's a curse though, because I feel like we're so trained, like just say in inspections, for example, of like what to look for and what's out of place and how it should be. and. I've kind of taken that to where I'm living right now. And so they call me the eyes of the community. And I, I'm always picking things apart and it's becomes like, oh my God, like you can't break away from your career either because you know, you're, you live in a community or you live in a house where you're seeing these kinds of things or, you know, what do you mean, you know, the pool is opening and we don't have to sign waivers and you're allowed to bring guests and it's so fun, you know, like you can't, diversify. It's very hard to separate, I should say. Right. No, I think that makes total sense. I, in a previous life, I, I was the director of a security department. And okay. so I don't go anywhere without assessing the security of, of exactly. the summit. It's the first yes. thing I do everywhere I go. Yes. And it drives my wife crazy because, you know, I want to sit with my back to the wall so that I have a good view of, of entrances. Yes. And she's like, you're not on duty. You don't do that job anymore. Uh, but it's, it's just something that, you know, I Inherit. did wrong enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ingrained, so yeah. And especially when you're doing it for a long time. It's just, right. Absolutely. The beauty is when your own child who has driven with you on many property inspections or runs in the community to get something done, uh, you know, he's in your car years later and he turns around and he goes, mom, that tree is falling. Those people need new <laughs> That's <roots."> great. <laughs> so, you know, they're listening to you, even though sometimes we don't think they do. But I find out when I, I find when I go on vacation, you know, you're staying in this nice condo or something uh, in Florida or somewhere, and you're looking at the stucco. Yes. <laughs> and you're looking at, you know, just uh, the yeah. pool or the what landscape. What the reserves are and have they had us have a But you know what, the other way around, I went to Myrtle Beach last summer, and uh, I was so impressed with all their signage. I was taking pictures everywhere of this beautiful place where we stayed. And I brought it back to some of my clients. So, you know, it works. It, it works. It does, but I can't turn it off. I know. <laughs> I think we would be remiss um, at the timing that we're, we're doing this podcast and we're recording it to not mention how sad it is for the condominium in Florida. Absolutely. Lives that were lost and how blessed I feel that, you know, I wasn't managing that or that I'm not managing high rises or, you know, and learning a lesson to really trust your you know, the engineers and when they say that there's an issue, you know, no matter what it costs and I don't know, I, it's just been pretty surreal for me following that story. You know, it's interesting. One of my boards, an over 55 community, uh, this topic came at our board meeting this past week and uh, one of the board members said, this is key that when something needs to be done in the community, yep. we can always refer to this tragedy. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much it costs, what that special assessment is going to be. If that work is necessary, 
Yeah. We have the duty to make it, yeah. to see yeah. it go through. Yeah, I think you're right. There, there's so much we're still going to learn about what happened, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but but one thing is abundantly clear, you know, we, we hear all the time about board members who are reluctant to adequately reserve, uh, you know, or, or who, you know, uh, don't want to raise the assessments for whatever yeah, reason. They don't want to special assess. Certainly understandable. However, you know, if if what we're hearing uh, is true, um, you know, that, that may have made the difference. We don't know that it would have, but it may have made the difference. Uh, you know, so so the next time a board comes and says, you know, why do we need to reserve? Well, here, here's a here's a horrible case study uh, that, that shows you exactly why. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I think it's it's important that we we talk about it and, and I'm glad you brought it up and certainly our, our uh, thoughts are with mm, uh, all of the victims and their families. Yeah, it's just uh, I have to say that thing. CAI message that the executive director put out was was yeah, lovely. Yeah, it was really well stated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, CA also released uh, some some resources for communities uh, just today that we sent out via email. So uh, yes, you should, should have seen that as well. So yes. um, I, I'm you know I'm glad that they're speaking out about it and, and and saying look here's you know here's what we need to do better in our communities to keep people safe. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't manage a high rise, I've had an engineer. Um, our homes mostly are townhomes, but there's a you know, diversified. And I've had, being that they're almost 50 years old, have had calls about cracks in ceilings and cracks and always had an engineer come out. I said, it's so well worth it. Um, God forbid something should happen. Their ceiling falls in mm -hmm. on their baby or them or whatever. And for, you know, an extra 250 or $500, if somebody come out and look at it, and if there's a problem, then yeah, you, you, you know, there are people that can, not for dangerous situations, but it's even if you're not in a townhome, I mean, even if you're not in a high rise, I think it's important that if you, if anybody reports anything like that. Well, let's talk before we wrap up, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but let's talk a little bit about your pools. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the three P's last time. Uh, have you all, have you all opened your pools and, and how's that going for you if you have? How's it going for you if you haven't? Um, yes, I manage one pool and um, it's actually just been a nightmare because we're still stuck with um, the attorneys saying no guests and having to sign full, um, you know, waivers and homeowners at the pool complaining that this is ridiculous and you don't get COVID this way and we want to have our guests and then people sneaking guests in and then the pool committee telling me who I have to get in touch with every pretty much every day and then having to deal with them complaining. And so for me, it's just been, it was actually easier last year. We opened last year and it was a little easier. People expected no guests. They expected to sign a waiver. They, you know, they wore their masks. I mean, this year, you know, they're trying to be strict and um, people don't want it to be. You're so. getting a lot of pushback. Yeah. It's been a nightmare, truthfully. <laughs> How about you, Jill? Well, today was our first day open. So as soon, 11 o'clock. In the rain. July 1st, the, the clouds rolled in <laughs> like it was a sign from above. And, uh, but people were still calling, is it open? Is it open? And I was like, yeah. So why did you wait till July 1st? Because a few reasons. They wanted to wait to see if things restrictions lower, which lifted. Ha would lift it, which did. 
Um, and then we were having a problem with the lifeguard companies having a problem hiring lifeguards. I'm getting that too. So we still have shortage. We have yes. six instead of like 12. So um, that was a problem. And just by just rewriting all the rules, because we had said that we were going to open, but they, you know, it was temperature taking and it was 25 people at a time and it was this and that. And so it took us a little bit of time to rewrite the rules, have Carl look at it, get back, get it out. You know, higher like we just said, you know what, we're just going to do July 1st, so it's not one big scramble. But anyway, today was the first day, so far, so good. And the lifeguards have been um, sending people away that don't sign the waiver, which is and you're no guest as well, right? No guests yeah. as well. But I, I think have it's to tell pretty you, much across the board. I have to tell you, we've been giving out a few extra passes here, like regular mm -hmm. tags, um, because I just feel like, you know, one more tag or whatever right. isn't going to hurt anything with people um, not having the pool last year and being, you know, but as long as they have their tags and they sign the form, they can come in. Mm -hmm. I have two pools and we asked them to sign the waivers to respect the CDC guidelines. And uh, we are having a lot of pushbacks. Are you? Because yeah. of the guests, because people really don't care. Right. They, they, they're at a point that they don't care. They don't understand that we are still in this pandemic. Right. That maybe the majority of us have been vaccinated, but that really doesn't end the problem. So we just have to just surround that. And you're no guests either, right? No guests. No guests, yeah. So we just have to stand strong and enforce, one again, the rules that are dictated by the Board of Directors. I'm lucky that I do not manage any pools. Uh, the only amenities that I have are uh, two different clubhouses with a gym fitness center. So we, uh, both of those associations actually also delayed the opening. Uh, one of them is opening actually today, July 1st was the official opening day after we cleaned, sanitized, did everything. Um, and the only requirement, uh, we also had to revise our rules and post them, but they really, the only main requirement was that unvaccinated uh, residents had to continue wearing a mask. Other than that, you can't, it how do you like, even know, really? I mean, well, exactly. It's an yeah, honor system. It's an honor system. So it was basically back life to normal, but absolutely no guests. And that actually both of those facilities already have that rule. So it wasn't really hard to enforce. Okay. Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting when you talk to companies who deal with the public every day, um, the, the common thread has been how unpleasant people are being, as if they had forgotten in, in 16 months how to deal with right. human beings. Right. Um, so outside of the pools, are you, are you also seeing that with your, with your communities? Um, on day-to-day -day kind of things and that you know i'm not asking you to to talk bad about any of your any of your residents but are, are you having um those kind of unpleasant conversations more than you did before um you know has has the hostility grown exponentially okay yes yeah it's and you know i was uh, speaking to um actually a a past um um manager at uh, in this industry and uh, and she said she she described it as the awakening 
Mm. Now that everybody's kind of coming yeah. back into like the regular life or yeah. work or whatever, and you know, the meanness of people is just, it's just overwhelming mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, and they use COVID for an excuse for everything. Oh, for everything. Everything. And, and thing, and so Some of it is valid though. They can't get a contractor or they well, can't get the wood say, or they can't get it done in 30 days. That is valid. But, but that also falls back on us. Like they, they're mad at us that we don't get projects completed. Well, right. the contractors just can't get the material. Right. Like I have this one association that um, they had a lot of shutter damage with wind and whatever. Well, they're specialty shutters. They're not your Home Depot style. Mm-hmm. So they have to be custom ordered and, and shipped and painted and whatever. Well, they can't get them. Yeah. And this one homeowner screaming at us. I want to sell my house. I pay all this money oh every month. And where are my shutters? And just, just no patience, no, 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 no. Oh, there you go. That's your patience hat. <laughs> I don't. I wasn't born with that one. <laughs> what color is your patience hat? Oh no, it's like zero. Somebody asked her what color. After what we all collectively went through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that now that we're we're trying to return to normal, um, people seem to have forgotten. You know, just common courtesy. Um, so, you know, if there's one thing that that the Wine on Wednesday team wants to say to you is just be nice. You know, re- be remember nice. remember we're all dealing with stuff. Uh, so just yeah. be, be nice. Have have a glass of wine for crying out loud. That's right. You know. Have That's a Barry slushy. Does that lead to? Is that the end where it leads to the one? That, that was exactly right. The great that was segue, great. Mike. Right. Thank you, thank you. I worked hard on that I for, about five, for about five seconds. <laughs> this comes naturally. Um, right. I have a nice um, summer wine suggestion. It's called Nobilla N O B I L O. It's a Sauvignon Blanc, and it's reasonably priced at around eleven, twelve dollars. And I mean, it's a 3.7 rated, but it's actually very good and very refreshing. I like yeah. it. Buy a, bo- buy a bottle of, or three, uh, you know, get yourself sloshed and be nice to each other. That's yeah, yeah. you know, you could actually make it into like a slushy probably. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Very good. Well, I, I understand the plan was to use the pool today after after our uh, yeah our chat wrapped up, but it looks like you're not going to be able to. It's a little now bit now. I can't uh, sport my bikini. Uh, oh bummer! That'll make an excuse. <laughs> we have to get everybody back here. There you go. There you go. Get them here. <laughs> It'll be easy well, next time. Thank you for taking some time out of your day for, you, uh, for this episode. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again real thank soon. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That's a wrap on this episode of Wine on Wednesday. Wine on Wednesday is a production of Keystone Chapter of Community Associations Institute. Intro and outro music is Good Mood by Arch Music. Are you interested in sponsoring Wine on Wednesday? Contact us at info at cai-padelval.org. Have feedback about this show? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at cai-padelval.org. On behalf of everyone here at Wine on Wednesday and the Keystone Chapter of CAI, I'm Michael Shaw saying, let's meet here again real soon.